0: Hey there, this is Muiwa Matuluku, publisher and editor-in-chief of TechPoint Africa. This episode is a recording of a conversation that happened at TechPoint Build 2020, themed building products with African design. The first voice you'll hear is that of the panel moderator, Christine Edith. She's the co-founder of Africa Acts, a digital startup mentorship platform. Enjoy this episode.
1: Hi everyone. Uh, hi. Thank hey,
2: you.
1: how are you? I'm good. How is everyone?
2: I'm great. Hello.
1: Hello. Hello. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. So I'm so happy to have you both today uh, on this panel. I believe that uh, we already present. Uh, I believe that someone at TechPoint uh, has already presented uh, both Wiza Jalakasi and Oluwatobi Atuk- Atukiti and myself. So um, thank you so much for joining the yes, thank you so much for joining the TechPoint Build uh, Africa. Um, today we will talk about uh, technology. We will talk about how to build an African product uh, in Africa. Uh, we'll talk about technology and progress. We'll talk about the disconnection between the solution and the market because. Sometimes um, when we build, we are somehow borrowing ideas from somewhere else where it's so important to focus on the customer and the market. This session will really help us drive the audience and really focus on what kind of approach uh, you should you should follow when you're designing a product to suit the market, to suit the local market in which you are targeting. Um, How can we come with a product blueprint uh, for the African market in which, in a way, it will align with your local market and the people that you serve? And it's important for your product to resonate with them. Uh, So the first question that we are going to ask to our panelists today is uh, what does building products with African design mean to you? What does it mean for Flutterwave, Oluwatobi, for example, and for Hover Developer Services, Visa? What does it mean um, to building African product with African design to you?
2: Hmm. So, it's not a light question. <laughs> but you're going like, to ask us, you know, how we're doing, how the weather in Nairobi, you know, type of question. <laughs> but yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, I think for me, it starts with really like uh, understanding your consumer uh, and the behavior and their expectations. So um, building a product with African design has to really empathize with the reality of the consumer um, and what their like, needs are. So like at Hover, we build tools for um, developers in emerging markets to integrate with financial services infrastructure around them. And and it's very popular in Africa because a lot of our financial services infrastructure um, runs on top of mobile. So like here in Kenya, uh, where I live, we have uh, SafariCon and Tessa. In mean, Nigeria, there's a lot of um, banks and fintech products and USSD uh, penetration. So I think that the first thing is just really like understanding um, the reality of your consumer and building tools that, like, serve mm-hmm. them. Um, there are no other uh, companies that are building uh, utilities to integrate to USSD infrastructure in this way because uh, in many other parts of the world, USSD infrastructure isn't a thing. Um, and there's a way that you can look at that and frame it as, you know, maybe like a weakness. It's like, ah, smartphone penetration in Africa is low. So They don't have smartphones. But then we mm-hmm. see that and see, like, oh, this is actually how people use phones maybe they don't want to use smartphones so we try to incorporate um our product philosophy as as a uh, technology entrepreneurs to mm-hmm. serve those needs i think like that's one of the most important thing um the second thing i think is around like uh how do people pay um the paying paying behavior if i launch a service today and i now want to charge people uh, 1000 naira per day for using that service <laughs> i'm not sure how mm-hmm. successful it's going to be because maybe yes. the consumer behavior around like paying for subscription products is not um, is not quite there yet. But if you now break it down into like you know piecemeal, say so like okay, pay pay two thousand naira every thirty days for X Y Z service, then maybe um, that can uh, easily suit the, the pockets of the people that we're targeting. There's a reason why Spotify doesn't collect naira. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. There's a reason why Spotify doesn't collect shillings and. Uh, you know those are i think the, the two main considerations and i'll just pause there um, and hear from Atobi, who toby you who know, actually works in a payment company so it's a better place than me
1: yes uh, your turn go ahead olua yeah,
3: so so you um that's an interesting question so i'm going I'm mm-hmm. to chime on what um misa said so what um building products for africa mean to us at fluttering is that so first of all I hope you all know that in Africa today, according to UNN, we have about 54 countries, right? So it means that how do we build products for 54 countries, you know? And what Flutterwave has done, um, which I would say that we've been true to our mission from the very beginning, is to make payments easy um, across all African countries. Countries, So we built payment infrastructures that allows individuals and businesses to scale their businesses, you know? So... Um one of our partners, which is Uber, you know the reason why they could scale to the African countries they exist today is because they've been able to leverage furtherwi um payment infrastructure you know so it's also taking into cognizance like the different cultural nuances in the fifty four countries you know so it's mm-hmm. a very tough business you know, and as thought we, you know we love to solve like these hard problems because we know that hard problems are are rewarding you know so so this is just like an addition to what Wizard um, said, you know, thinking about the different physical four countries, you know, and how we can help businesses to quickly scale. You know, mm-hmm. so before Plotary existed, it would have been very hard for, you know, organizations who were interested in cross-border solutions to scale, right? But right now, if you want to create maybe like a cross-border solution, you can always leverage on sort of is payment infrastructure, because we've already done that hard work.
0: You mm-hmm. know, we
3: have presence in over 20 countries. And what that also means is that um, different currencies that exist in this country can be accepted as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So as we talk about uh, currency
1: and knowing that we have 54 countries, how do we like in this building uh, in African uh, in Africa, do we also serve the different languages? Because I know that the tech ecosystem in Africa is very dominated by the Anglophone speaking country. I'm, for example, I'm from Cameroon and I'm a, fr- I'm a French speaker. So do your products serve the French speaker or the Lusophone? Or are we still really still targeting the, ang- the English languages and using it as a lingua
3: franca? No, so, so, so not at all. So we have the multilingual um, support that we give to the different countries where we operate mm-hmm. today. So as I said, Anglophone countries, um, West African, East African, you know, because what's the point of building a product when someone in Kenya, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't use the product. Um, Kenya shillings, for example, why do I need to, like, I want to make payments using my Kenyan shillings and not dollars, for example. Mm-hmm. So we should be able to speak their languages the currencies that exist there and yes, so that adoption of your products can grow fast, you know, and it actually does help to solve their need because why is the use again of the product if it doesn't help you to solve your need and it doesn't have to be complicated. It could be very simple. Mm -hmm. you You also need to understand that countries differ. The financial service services in South Africa is very different from what exists in Morocco. It's different from what exists in Kenya. You know, I've been to Kenya, I've been to Kigali, I've been to Uganda. You know, it's just really different, you know, and I live in Nigeria. So you mm-hmm. need to understand all of the, um, yes, all of those cultural nuances, you know, before you can say this is how we want to build for this country so that the adoption can grow, you mm-hmm. know, and can really solve their problem. Okay.
2: Yeah. So, Adding to that, if I may. Mm-hmm. I, I do think like uh, the Francophone Africa region is one of the more profitable um, on the continent that a lot of people in the industry are paying attention to because of the language barrier. At um, mm-hmm. Hover, one of our biggest users runs a, a mobile money uh, interface app in DRC. DRC mm-hmm. is a huge, huge market um, in mm-hmm. Africa in the top three. Um, if you're able to get to the type of scale um, that you can achieve in DRC, um, that's easy, a 1000000 dollar business, but, uh, mm-hmm. I think some, uh, people from anglophone countries, uh, maybe because of the cultural difference and the language barrier, I, I always sense that there's a bit of hesitance or fear to get into those markets, but I actually think mm-hmm. that's where the real opportunity is. And, um, it would be nice to see more integration of francophone and anglophone Africa because the mm-hmm. cultures are both very vibrant and, um, uh, it's not a fight. Yes, because.
1: <laughs> when we look at uh, Apple and iOS, uh, Apple and when they opened the last iOS store to reach, I think, was the trillion user or the billion user, uh, to be the number one uh, product with, to reach that level, they opened up to, I believe. Uh, uh, over 20 countries and out of those 20 countries, uh, half of the country were actually French Francophone countries and there were actually all of the Francophone countries in Africa. Cameroon was included, Cote d'Ivoire was included and us Francophones were always like, wow, so it means that all this time... Um, In Africa, it wasn't really possible on building a product uh, using um, uh, and be able to have it on iOS because it wasn't available to your point. So I think uh, now that the big like Apple, you know, has arrived and things like that, I think I hopefully will change this perception that, you know, it's very easy to build. It's just a a language barrier. And I really wanted to tackle that. And that's and that for me, that that's the breaking the breaking of the ice. the next question that I have here uh, is uh, what are some considerations we should keep in mind when building for Africa? And I think we kind of covered that. And if there's anything maybe at this point that you feel like you want to add Wiza or Uluwatobi, we, t- we spoke about the language barrier. We spoke about building a fintech solution and ensuring that um, it covered the multiple currency that we have in the 54 countries. What are some other considerations we should also keep in mind when building for Africa? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh... I, I think it's important for for people to understand that the the market when you're describing the market um, you're describing Africa as a whole market, but mm-hmm. uh, administratively and operationally each country is its own animal. So mm-hmm. like you need to treat it with the respect that it deserves. So you know if you built your, your your business in Nigeria and it's working very well, don't think you're just going to come wake up in the morning, copy and paste that business in Ethiopia and mm-hmm. expect it to work the same way. Like it's not, it doesn't work that way. These countries exactly. are very different. And you know, they sometimes, because we always talk about Africa as this um, singular monolithic entity, uh, it's, 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 it's easy to conflate uh, and believe that even when you're doing the actual administration and operations of the business, it's going to be the same. Each country has got different uh, regulatory environment for running a business. Uh, if you want to incorporate a business in, in Zambia, you need to have a resident director who is a shareholder. If you mm-hmm. want to incorporate a business in Cote d'Ivoire, you can do it electronically online and have it wholly owned as a foreign subsidiary of your parents' company. And these mm-hmm. are like considerations for somebody to make ahead of time and know and prepare adequately because expanding into the rest of the continent is not easy. Um, you can mm-hmm. think that, ah, my thing is working in Nigeria for like 10 million users. I made it for God. <laughs> and then, <you> know, <laughs> You land in Nairobi and you realize like, hey, it's a, it's a whole different ballgame. So I think that's an important consideration. And also like people need to pay attention to understanding the employment law when they're hiring people in these countries. Mm-hmm. You need to understand the local employment law. In some countries, you cannot just give somebody 1,000 USD salary and it's okay. You need to pay for their house, you need to pay for their car, to pay for their mm-hmm. spouse's medical insurance. These are things that people need to consider. And um, I, I've i learned the, those lessons the hard way. So I always try and share to prepare people. But I think it's important for people to try to build Pan-African businesses with all this in mind.
1: Okay. Uluatobi, uh, well, do, do you have anything to add?
3: No, no, I uh, think you can move on. Yeah. Okay. okay, perfect. Thank oh, you so yeah. much. Um, yeah? Did you? Is this another question? Because I think I dropped off at some point. Um,
1: no, it's the next question, but we're kind of building on top of it oh. and say that what can we, so basically what we spoke about right now is what are some considerations we should keep in mind when building for Africa? And uh, so basically, it's like if there's anything that you feel like, because I feel like the first question, we kind of cover a lot of different topics. And these topics, uh, basically, we just uh, talk about to look at the employment law in each of the country that is really, especially as you want to expand, that is really important to know. Even in, in, in Nigeria, with the Kama 2020, we just have a webinar session around that, that this is different law that we need to be aware of, especially when we're trying to expand and, and I think that's also a, a pro, uh, one of the challenges in building product because uh, to your point, with, uh, with I was talking about how in Kenya, uh, in uh, Tanzania, there's a way that you can do, do it online with one shareholder. But I don't think that in every African country, we have this ability to even um, register the company online. And I know that with the Kama 2020, it's now allowing uh, Nigerians uh, to, to, in order to do that. If, if so if you want to comment on that.
3: All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 I can do that. Um, so, you know, as you scale your business, in fact, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know about call. it, actually talks about partnership. It's very important to scale your business. So as organizations, we be very open to partnerships, you know, partnerships locally, partnerships globally, you know, um, so that you can scale your business fast. Um, this other one I'll talk about the regulatory policies. I think that's very key as well. You know, um, case in point is that the financial regulatory system in Nigeria is very different from Kenya. You know, mm-hmm. Empire, for mm-hmm. example, is it has like a very strong mobile money um, wallet. Like it's really strong Unlike Nigeria here, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So you also mm-hmm. want to take into, consider- into consideration like the regulatory policies, you know, and mm-hmm. um, want to carry out like research investment. Um, you want to carry out like research in, you know, research in the different countries. Um, as mm-hmm. well, yeah, so be open to partnerships and then secondly the regulatory policies as well you know so you mm-hmm. don't come to the country and then you lose money with the assumptions you, know, you carried some assumptions from the other country where you expanded into into a new country you know mm-hmm. i think the end of for you might be um, senior
1: or loss yeah perfect thank you so much so that question kind of kind of cover everything from uh, cultural barrier to language barrier, uh, to employment, uh, to uh, employment law, and to really uh, build, making a lot of research and development uh, in the grand, in Africa uh, in the country before doing that, which kind of bring us to the next question. As we are currently in pandemic, I think. Uh, during this pandemic moment, there's a lot of things that uh, we were taught. There's a lot of things that we, we thought that we'd never be able to do. Uh, so one of the questions that uh, I was kind of thinking about was, you know, do product team really need to be on the ground to build product that solves real problems for Africans?
2: Well, I'd like to just tackle that because I'm almost at the airport security checkpoint that I'll have to drop off. Um, okay. I think so. I think so. I think it's really important because when you're building... Um, for the continent, uh, you need to do a lot of like, user research, and like, user research requires empathy. And one of the best ways to get that empathy is mm-hmm. to actually just spend time with the people. Um, mm-hmm. In the case of Hover, we're a distributed team with half the team on the continent and then the other half um, in, in uh, North America. Mm-hmm. Um, and that uh, sometimes creates a little bit of friction in translating the mm-hmm. requirements of the users into like products. But we've been able to mitigate that with um, adequate travel. Like here in Kenya, for example, we've had international travel open since the start of August. And I think many other African countries are trending in this way. But it's, it's I think it is very important to have people on the ground, even if your whole team isn't there. Um, you can't, like, if I start today trying to design a product for Japan, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not going to... Be able to succeed because I'm not there, uh, and that's my personal
1: view. Um, and yeah, as, you're with, uh, as you're about to go, as you're about to go, I think I would, Toby wouldn't mind. I'm just gonna ask you another question, and I will go. Me and Oluwatobi, we're just gonna do one on one, and we'll be finishing sure. the question before you go. So then the audience has the time to get all of the all of your smart, nice, you know, up <laughs> on the the plane, wow, you know.
2: Wow,
1: wow. <laughs> there's, so many, <laughs> there's so many fintech solutions, yet we've not even captured fifty percent of. The population. From a product design perspective, especially knowing that Hoover is into a distributed uh, area, what are frameworks, tools, and platform we can use to reach more people? Please, enlighten us.
2: All right. I'm at the checkpoint, so I'm going to be arrested, but uh, the, internet, the internet is your friend. Huh? The internet is your friend. Like, Google is your friend. That's, that's what, yeah, the internet is your friend. So it's important to leverage that to the extent that you can. um yeah. Just use the internet. People are consuming social media, WhatsApp, Facebook, etc. All these things are very powerful. I'm sorry, guys. I have to go. No <laughs> um, goodbye.
1: Well, thank you for stopping right. by and uh, hop thank on you. your jet thank and see uh, you later. So, <laughs> I, don't know what to be. Uh, I love this live. You know, I love this live. You know, people are doing the thing. You know, is hoping on the jet. You know, you're live. You know. So, <laughs> so let's just take our and continue our conversation. And this is just going to be a one-on-one. Uh, and I think for even that, I will have even a one special question for you since you're here. Um, so okay. I think to uh, this question, um, there are so many fintech solutions. And if you also want to comment on the other one, the product team needs to be on the ground to build products that solve real problems for Africans. What do you
3: think about this question? Yeah. So best practice is that uh-huh. the product team should be on the ground. Um, uh-huh. Either your product manager, maybe, or the engineering team, or, you know, it's important that somebody is on ground too. So in product uh-huh. management, you have like the product discovery, and you have the product uh-huh. development. Product discovery uh-huh. is you thinking through what it is that you want to build for your users, you know? And there are different uh-huh. ways to um, think through like, um, how do you build for your, for your users? You know, there is the interviews, which is one-on-one, They're sending out surveys, you know, and in trying to understand like your users, because you are building for them, you know, sometimes surveys aren't enough. You have qualitative Mm -hmm. data, you have quantitative data, you know, sometimes you just want to observe, you know, you Mm -hmm. want to observe that market, you want to observe that area, you want to observe the culture so that when you are building, you you are taking all of that into consideration. Um, you know, in fact, in the year 2016, when Mark Zuckerberg came to Nigeria and Kenya, it was for a reason, you know, mm-hmm. when Jakarta came to Ni- Nigeria, that was last year, it was for a reason, you know. So mm-hmm. there is that element, somebody in the team coming to check, you know, the geographical location, just to, you know, check the market, um, even like, even in terms of like development as well. Um, so I, I have even like a personal um, experience and this is like a very simple example. So there was a meeting room application that I had built in mm-hmm. my former of um, employment, you know, and the meeting room application was used across all our offices. So we had offices in Nigeria, in New York, in Kenya, in Uganda, in Kigali, you know, and even though, yes, I had like other colleagues who were engineers in these different locations, mm-hmm. you know, so the meeting room, um, application was installed in an Android tablet. Now that tablet Mm -hmm. is supposed to be installed in front of the meeting room door. Mm -hmm. You know, such that when you're coming into a meeting room, you can check in Mm -hmm. from the tablet, you know, and then we are rolled out and then and even though yes I was doing all of the follow-up, it was only until after I visited Uganda that I then realized that Mm -hmm. the tablets in Uganda were inside the meeting room. be done. Ooh, You know, it yeah. everything. So, yeah. So you see, so if I did not visit, I would not have known that. Even though, yeah. yes, I was following closely, you know, mm-hmm. so there is that ideal, like, product team should be on ground. However, because of COVID, it's important that, you know, at least mm-hmm. have somebody who is mm-hmm. local to that place who you can trust. Exactly. You can help you carry out these things and the person can mm-hmm. give you feedback the way you want it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's, the first one, um, so your second question has to do with oh well, we have like so many fintech solutions and exactly and needs are still not met. Yeah, they are still not met because you know we know what Maslow's hierarchy of needs is right. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there are some fundamental needs of humans that you need to solve for first. You know, mm-hmm. you are talking about tech solutions. Does the person have food to eat? Yes. You know, can the person rest their head somewhere? You know, do they have clothes to wear? You know, mm-hmm. it's like building a digital app. Oh. Oh. Maybe we not see. She jumped oh. off. She's coming oh, back. Yes. Okay. My chem- Go back. <laughs> Alright, okay. I dropped. Oh, So It's raining here. Oh, <laughs> so okay. Yeah, it's ready here. So so I was talking about Master's hierarchy of needs, you know. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm, how mm -hmm. do you build a digital app for somebody who is hungry? How do you build a digital app for somebody who doesn't even have like a place to rest their heads, you know? So, and we have like... Quite a large percentage of people in Africa who are poor, you know, they cannot mm-hmm. afford If you are building solutions, you need to know that the solution you are building actually solves their problem. You know, exactly. Um, yeah, so it's not everybody that can afford to log into an app. It's not everybody that is technical savvy. Exactly. Um, I remember that there was one solution that we were building for truck drivers in the northern mm-hmm. states. You know, mm-hmm. they are built a mobile application. And the uh-huh. drivers, the truck drivers were not using the application. Well, because like I cannot operate it. So we eventually we had to do USSD, you know, where they just uh-huh. dial the code and then they can give us status of the goods that they were moving. So when uh-huh. they arrive at the customer's location, they dial that code. When they offload the goods, they dial that code. Exactly. You know, so it means that we already waste that time building uh-huh. the mobile application. You know, uh-huh. so
1: yeah, and I, like, and I like how you touch point on the master pyramid of needs, because even for us at Africa Hacks, when we're building our product, our main customer, it's not necessarily the people that are working, it's not necessarily the truck drivers, but our main customer are the 60% population in Africa, which are the youth. And to your point, when you look at the youth and you look at the, the pyramid of needs, you will see that our youth are actually the one that's at the bottom of that pyramid of needs, because some of part of that like like almost like you know of them, you know, are actually uh, need real needs such as food, uh, electricity, power and energy. So for us, when we're building it, we're like, oh, wow, we need to find a way. So that's kind of how we decided to become like a social enterprise because we need to find a ways in as we do to give back to our customer to ensure that before they get to use our product, they can actually get some things to make them feel, to make them kind of increase the needs. And then they can allow create this and envy to create now tech solution and do all of those different things, because what would I want to create to your point? What would I want to create a tech solution if I cannot even have electricity in my home or if I cannot even have uh, something to eat that day, right? So I think that I like that. And I think this is even the reason why we have this conversation to really uh, talk to people like, yes, it's great to build a product with African design, you yeah,
3: have 1.2 billion people in Africa. You That's what it is, that 1.2 billion people. Who would use your application? <laughs> <laughs> you, <should not> be. <laughs>
1: then, you know, and then you'll just see all of those apps starting. is this, 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 like, your app-solving nutrition. Is your app-solving something that, you know, you can start tapping to that to now expand, but you want to expand out of this because they don't understand that, you know, um, product like Such a Flutter Wave is there to answer a critical need, and that need is a very... In a better in the market but the idea that we have hi hi
4: hi guys uh the conversation don't worry just ignore me okay okay,
1: okay. <laughs> we're like are we running out of time so i think you don't yeah. like a good moment you don't like the good moment because i feel like this is really the reason why we even have this topic building product with african divide because yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people who just copy paste the app and just like hey this is an app but to your point how am I going to use this app? Like, do you even know my day-to-day, my routine? So I really love this conversation, uh, as mm-hmm. you can see. So we move to the next question.
4: I okay, so uh, guys, this because of time, I uh, yes. actually because of time. We, I think we should take one or two okay. questions from the audience. So okay. uh, people, so uh, from the audience, please raise your hand. Raise your hand, and we invite you okay. to join us now. Uh, and We invite you to join us in the audience please go to the option to raise your hand there's an option to raise your hand there uh but you guys can continue until i invite the person okay please. no
1: worries so should i continue a little question or should we just continue chatting with this last question we,
4: we have people <laughs> raising their hands already we have people raising their hands so let's okay, invite perfect. them and so we are having a mini I think he should be joining us now. Okay. Um, or maybe they want to type it. Oh, I believe he should be joining. Yes, there the, the are actually questions for you in the uh, discussion board already. Um, okay. But so now we have a minute. Let's take this. Then we go. To the Hi, um, Hi. 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 M-N-K.
5: Hi.
3: M-N-K. Hi.
4: M-N-K so
5: i have a really quick question like okay it's okay it's cool building um there are a lot of there are a lot of young people building um solutions for africa like day to day like i i'm currently um working on a transportation company that solves that reduce um the cost of transportation for africans like basically um currently with the covid um, pandemic the prices of um, transportation has gone really high so something that you usually, in Lagos, usually go for, say, 300, uh, you're, you're paying like 600 now. So, but the problem is, while creating um, such solution, is really hard for first-time founders to uh, um, actually get their product to the market. So I I don't know if there's uh, any recommendation on how it, it could be. I think
4: we're having issues with this camera, we is having issues with this network. Yeah.
1: No, I can hear you clearly. I think okay, can I, I, hear I can hear you? clearly. I
3: can hear me. We
5: can hear me clearly. No, we can hear. You. Uh, I think that one is
1: on your end, maybe. Can I? Can I continue? Oh, okay. Yes, you
5: can continue. Yes, please. Right. Okay. So, how how do while building um a product for Africa that solves a real a real problem how do, um, say, first-time founders, because I, I, w- I wouldn't want to be bi- biased. Like, um, civil Entrepreneurs, it's easy for them to launch their product and it's out there. But for first-time founders, and I know a lot of first-time founders are here, how do you get your product out to the market? So I think now right, you're, so it's bad. So Go ahead, yeah.
3: It's gonna. All right. Okay, cool. So that's, like, a great question. So what I hear you say is, like, how do I launch my product? Mm-hmm. You know how do I get my products into the hands of people? So you know there are different ways. There is the online way, and then there is the offline way. Mm-hmm. And I, okay, yeah. So there is the online yeah. way, and there is the offline way. So the online way is you know and where awareness on social media, awareness on Google mm-hmm. search. You know, um, mm-hmm. implementing SEOs for implementing SEO for your products. You know, um, mm-hmm. you yeah, are promoting your 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 product or your service online, or we mm-hmm. are leveraging influencers who help you to spread the news, you know. And you know, and we, I, I, in fact, recently I've seen that you know, influencers have been doing like a really great job, especially as yeah. I there's one that I know like, that if you use that influencer, you can be almost sure of like 200 app downloads, you know. Um, mm-hmm. so that's like the online version, and now there's the offline version, which actually requires legwork. You know, so you might then need to work with like a very large number of people. You know, who does like these door-to-door um interactions for you. So I know, I know that Opay did something around that. You know, so you may maybe want to leverage billboards as well. Although sometimes billboards you really cannot uh, measure the success mm-hmm. of billboards depending on the location as well. So those are like the two ways that you would want to try. And then I, another thing that I would advise is that he also reaches out to people who have done something very similar. Yeah. You know, there is you no... Know, um, yeah, so and there's really nothing wrong with you sending somebody a message on LinkedIn to say, mm-hmm. you know, I see that you succeeded in this thing. And I want us to be very realistic here because sometimes when I'm stuck on something, I reach out, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't ever feel like you reaching out. People <laughs> who think, oh, they're not smart enough or you're a developer, I thought you were smarter know mm-hmm. reach out to people who have succeeded in these things and ask them and i'm sure that they'll be happy to help you know this africa ecosystem what i've seen is that we mm-hmm. actually do not help one another exactly. and i feel do. like you should learn
1: yeah and i feel like it's really joining the theme of building product in african design because to your point, this African design is always uh, around the collaboration. And there's this perception, yeah. whether it's in tech in all different industries, that um, Africans don't come together. And I think that in doing that, in doing your research, to your point, in uh, uh, you know linking up with someone on LinkedIn about... Uh, you know about like oh i'm doing the same thing let's connect because this is kind of actually the best way to have your product in front of people that actually will use it because they'll be like oh wow there's something that we don't really have and as a matter of fact what you're doing is a bit similar different than us yes it's similar because it's the same industry but you're actually answering a challenge that we're not answering let's help each other also push this on your end and see how we can mutually benefit from each other
4: Okay. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much. That was an interesting conversation. Thank you. We believe that we are going to build amazing products on the continent. Yes,
1: and it's yes. really, really
4: nice to have you guys. Thank you. So I can't thank you enough. On behalf of my team and I, thank you for contributing to this. And also the con- conversation for everybody. I know there are questions on the dashboard right now, but we won't be able to take it. So you can go to community.techpoint.africa to post your question we will encourage them to come there to answer as well. Community.techpoint.africa. You can post some of your questions and we will encourage them to post the uh, to answer the question. So thank you Toby. Odua Toby. Thank you again. Thank,
0: thank you for listening to this special edition of Beauty in Africa. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. Don't forget to check out other episodes. Please subscribe, share, and drop a review of this podcast by searching for Built in Africa on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also email us feedback at hello at builtin.africa. For more stories on startups and innovation in Africa, please visit techpoint.africa.